From 1924 when he threw rocks around a canyon Down into the modern age he's been a boon companion Though many folks have seen him know now none of them have held him Or brought a decent hair sample to Dr. Jeffrey Meldrum If you're walking through the woods one night and you see a vague footprint Build a mold and cast that bitch cause it could be a hit But if you've never seen a Sasquatch Just seek and you will find Because Bigfoot is a state of mind Yes, Bigfoot is a state of mind Welcome to the Hidden Zoo. Every week we make fun of an animal that probably doesn't exist. My name is Don and with me as always are Blake Hey And Ryan Party on Don party on ryan so uh this is our first episode and uh we're hoping to talk about a different cryptid each week here's how we're hoping this is going to go one of us is going to bring a cryptid to the table we're going to give a five six minute summary of what the hell this thing is and then we're going to make fun of it for a while you guys ready my summary might be shorter than five minutes. That's totally fine. Okay. My summary is significantly shorter than five that's, minutes. That's oh, that's fine. You guys also know that we're going to record you on different episodes, right? I guess. We'll see how <laughs> I, this one goes. I was totally aware of that. <laughs> okay, good. So we're going to do the episode one is mine, and then we do two and three with you guys. Got it. Because I don't want to have to do this every single week, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a lot of homework to read yeah. Wikipedia for 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I know. But I mean, well, like, did you guys know there's a cryptid wiki? Yes. And a whole app just, of cryptids. I have it on my there's phone. There's an app? Yeah, it's just called like the cryptid app or some shit. Yeah, is it, do you just wander around and catch them like the kids do? I wish it was just like cryptid go. <laughs> no, it's, I, I, it's just I, a I shitty encyclopedia. Time. You did what? I did not invest as much time, apparently, as you guys did. Oh, I downloaded the Cryptid app like two years ago. Oh. <laughs> no, I didn't invest hardly any time. Uh, but... This isn't a hobby for Don. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, baby. Right. You, you know that. Okay. So I decided for my very first Cryptid to go with the beast that is in our podcast logo, just in case anybody wonders what it is. And that is the Black Beast of Gévaudan. Oh, this one's scary. I don't or like this one. Le Bête yeah. du Gévaudan. I like Also, it's French. Yeah. It's hard to pronounce. Yeah. How long did you practice saying that? I took French in high school and college. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like... So technically, know. like 15 years. I've been practicing saying Le Bête du Gévaudan. I took calculus, and the only thing I remember is that Isaac Newton is a salad dressing dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. So... <laughs> you mean Paul Newman? <laughs> so, no, he he was into math. No, it's it's uh, Isaac Newton salad dressing. It's a little bit of like red wine vinegar, some olive oil, and then uh, you like uh, uh, you you. Oh, I got. I don't know. I'm done. And it, if you pour it on lead, it it turns into gold. Oh shit! That sounds yeah, so you Midwest, you guys. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, that that's an obscure Isaac, Isaac Newton salad right dressing. Never yeah. heard of it. We just put fry sauce on shit out here. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. I don't even know what that is. It's mayonnaise and ketchup. So don't let them tell you differently. It's mayonnaise and ketchup. Well, sometimes Thousand Island is involved. Whatever. Mayonnaise and Coke? Ket yes, cocaine. Mayonnaise and cocaine, and you dip your fries into it. That sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hear what the second ingredient was. Mayonnaise and... Ketchup. Ketchup. That, like two things that are just disgusting to me. 
Then you would love them together. But that's Thousand Islands involved. It's pretty good. I peel my fries before I eat them. So. You, you pee on your fries before you eat them? No, I peel them. Oh, that's not as fun. Yeah. So you just peel eat. them and what, just eat the inside? I just like the inside of fries. So you like, I don't like that crispy outer shell. So there's so you have a mental problem. <laughs> I was gonna say that's what that's what an actor does when they're trying to be a creepy guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's I need something. I need something to do that makes me weird. That's like if, if Daniel Day Lewis was in a slasher movie, that's that's what he does. Like yeah, why you is Christoph Waltz just... eating his fries inside out? He's <laughs> trying to be weird. <laughs> You slice them open, and then you just take the... I, I'm making this up as I go <laughs> with, a, with a scalpel or a switchblade? Well, hey, whatever you prefer. I carry a, I carry a hobby knife at all times. Oh, sometimes he has one of those little Capri Sun straws. He just sticks it in and sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you never know when you're going to encounter fries, and you got to eat them weird. Excuse me, you, garçon. Why do you have a straight razor in your boot? <laughs> Cutting my french fries. <laughs> you never know when french fries are going to be served. <laughs> what do you do with a Chris cut? Oh, that it's a pain in the ass. I mean, that, that would take forever. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> Steak fries only. I didn't bring a small enough knife. <laughs> so the Black just, Beast of Jevodon. <laughs> How does it eat its fries? Uh, yeah, it is French after yeah. all. <laughs> it eats them between 1764 and 1767. Right out of their homes and farms and fields. <laughs> and how so many far, people did it eat? Uh, it depends on who you ask. Uh, it, like the the original tally was like two hundred some, uh, and but uh, there are like sources that seem to be a little more reasonable is closer to seventy or a hundred or so. Plus some people being injured. It's still oh, a lot of fucking people. And, and what, what I like about the Black Beast is it's not like there was there was a thing here. Like something was clearly yeah. happening. It's not like a dude was like, well, you know, I saw it and it walked through the woods and then it raped me in the mouth with its ghost penis. Uh, but then it disappeared out of my campsite. Like, no, all these people actually did get killed or attacked. So why did they have to inflate the number like to make it more impressive? Like. It only killed a hundred people. Well, we better say two hundred. Well, why do some people say that Bigfoot lands in a UFO? Well, because it does. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> when was when was this again? Seventeen what? This was seventeen in the seventeen sixties, mid seventeen sixties. Okay, so Bunch maybe they were gonna have whatever the Louis the Fourteenth equivalent sure. of FEMA was to come out and <laughs> give them money. But nobody. No, actually, that happened. So twice so, as many people fought off. But, but it, like it happened it, in, one, in one of the cases uh, before before like Louis the Fourteenth FEMA sent out a bunch of dudes with guns and shit to try to hunt <laughs> it down like royal huntsmen. FEMA. Yeah. Yes. No, it's not to, FEMA. It's FEMA, school, monsieur. And it has a U and an X on the end. Mm-hmm. So that would be FEMO. No. Oh. That's, oh. that's the plural of FEMA. Oui, oui. Do you have any flies? So, but like some guy got killed by this beast and the crown just like paid him a bunch of money as restitution or some shit. And then they sent out some hunters for uh, a few years who killed just a shitload of wolves. It's so crazy to think that continental Europe had a shitload of wolves. I know. 
I know. <laughs> and they they killed like hundreds of wolves because there were plenty of wolves to go around. But the thing was, like, the monster was supposedly the size of a calf. Like, it was bigger than any wolf I'd ever seen. And it was supposed to have, like, orangish, reddish fur. And uh, it disappeared around 1767. And some people attribute this is actually from a, uh, a National Geographic article I found. Let me, I want to credit the guy who wrote it. So if I'm going to use like legit journalism, Carl Hans Taka, I think is how you pronounce his last name, T-A-A-K-E. So he wrote this a few years ago. Uh, and uh, the current thinking is whatever it was that was killing people, nobody shot and killed it. But they started laying out a shitload of poison meat when like they were shooting things and, and the animal kept attacking them. And after that, it stopped. It just like all, all the killings went away after they laid out a bunch of poison meat. Dude, hmm. if you're going to go for like, cow-sized wolf and reddish-orange fur, you might as well just say it's immune to conventional weaponry. Yeah, well, one of, one of like, the urban legends that goes with it is one, the guy who claims to have killed it, all right, uh, said that he shot it with a, a custom-made silver bullet because, of course, well, yeah, he did. That's how you kill a werewolf, duh. Yeah, and it totally was a werewolf. So he, yeah, he made his, he made his silver bullet and he killed it. Well, what I did when I had mice in my kitchen, they also evaded hunting and traps. So I just put out a shitload of poison and it worked great. Well, it worked for the black beast too. So now they're all dead in my roof somewhere. Sweet. That's not like a health hazard or anything. Nah, I don't go up in the roof. But they weren't like tearing your throat out, were they? Oh no, they were just shitting in my Quaker Oats. That's a that's a whole other episode then. Yeah, the, the mice, mice that are immune to silver bullets. Ooh, why is it a silver bullet? Um, like, what is what is the property of soft metal that allows it to kill humanoid wolf things, <laughs> supernatural beings? Uh, yeah, <laughs> what what is? But what it's is not like whole... it's not all of them. Like fairies, you need cold iron. I mean, is it just like is it just because it's shiny? I guess. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Like, and if that's the, the case, why not gold? Who's the guy that came up with this? Like, all the way back to the story. Can you just imagine this guy who's sitting around? It's like, and that was it was a big wolf the size of a cow. How did you kill it? With a bullet made of silver. Ooh, oh, that's exotic. Yeah, so yeah, because well, he was saying the story like, yeah, and then this giant fucking wolf shows up, and his friend yeah. just goes. I'll shoot that bitch. <laughs> With he says, yeah, but you need a special bullet made of silver. Yeah, that. But his buddy's right like, hey, no, hey, aren't you a silversmith? <laughs> yeah. the, first, the first guy to ever claim to kill a werewolf, though, he just happened to be carrying a silver bullet and decided to give that a try. So he he just like melted down all the silverware and, and starts making bullets out of it. <laughs> just and then just happenstance, it's like, oh, good thing I got that silver bullet. I'm gonna give this a try on this werewolf. I, and then and at, the, at the beginning of the movie, they had foreshadowing into which someone observes the werewolf react adversely to silver and it comes up with the idea in the third act. Yeah, like that's that's why it eats people whole because it tried to be nice and polite. 
and, and, and <laughs> used the fine, fine china and the silverware, but it just fucking burned all over its palms and its tongue. So, well, there goes that. I, I like the idea that it's a dude who is, like, legit crazy, right? He melts down all of his silverware to make bullets, and he goes outside and just starts shooting shit with him. <laughs> Look, I killed, I killed a werewolf. Look over there. It's, yeah, that's true. You could, back in the day when you just could make your own bullets, mm-hmm. you ran out of metal, you could just melt something soft into the bullet mold and cram it down your musket. Yeah, and he really yeah, I was going to say, and at this point, like... You've all seen not, The Patriot. Yeah. We're talking about, like, like old school muskets and shit. So this guy, it wasn't even, like, a silver bullet. It was, like, a silver musket ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but or, this so. guy's shooting the equivalent of silver whoppers. <laughs> about two-thirds of an inch across. At, well, maybe at random cryptids, <laughs> just just to see if they'll work, because he's tried regular musket balls before and they just didn't work. So Fred, he's Fred, where that other hundred people came from. They're getting hit by stray stray gunfire. <laughs> I don't know any like European silversmiths, but do you think like when during like the Revolutionary War times, when people walked into like Paul Revere's shop? And just asked him, it's like, yes, I'm here for some silver musket balls. And Paul Revere is just like this motherfucker again. (laughs) (laughs) So, hey, I make spoons. I make spoons for eating. Because for sure they had tin spoons back then. But of of course, you make spoons for eating, but I must protect the colonies, (laughs) Mr. Revere. Make me musket balls. (laughs) Of silver. And no one listened to that guy, and then 200 people got eaten by a werewolf. <laughs> okay, well, but that was in France, though, so... I told you to close the beaches. <laughs> that's, that's, why, that's why the Marquis de Lafayette left France to come here, because there were there was famous silversmiths. We were shooting silver bullets. About to have a Second Amendment in, like, 10 years. Oh, yeah. 20 years, whatever. They had, I can't believe that they had musket nuts back then. Like, what did they do before the Second Amendment? I mean, what did, like, the amosexual dudes do? I've also got another musket. <laughs> and I have, all the same. I have a brace of pistols. Ooh, what kind? You know, pistols. <laughs> they're, all, they're all different because they're individually made. <laughs> this Was one has a tube method? and a wooden handle. Uh, this, this one also has a tube and a wooden handle. the face of a woman. <laughs> I've got flintlock. I've got matchlock. I've got the kind that you have to light yourself. And uh, a wheel lock. And uh, I. You guys hear this bullshit about the Commonwealth of Massachusetts banning wheel locks? Oh, fuck that, dude. Oh, man. man. (laughs) We should write an amendment. That and I don't want soldiers quartered in my house anymore. But we'll forget about that in about 50 years and nobody will care. (laughs) No, none of these are a sign of the times. Why do you ask? In the future, they'll obviously update this amendment. I mean, when they have ray guns, they're not going to be thinking of muskets. I like like the idea that there's a gun nut who does... He does the Bubba thing from Forrest Gump. He's like, you got an ivory handle musket, a wheel lock, lock, lock. matching set of dueling pistols. <laughs> this here's just a big old knife. 
Got a I got one. I got one of them canes that turns into a gun. I got a, David. I got a blunderbuss. I said David Bowie. Yeah, uh, the other <laughs> it's a Bowie. David Bowie knife. Bowie. Yeah, Jim you know Bowie. Bowie knife. Bo- yeah, yeah, Jim Bowie. Jim yeah. Bowie killed like three guys in a knife fight with one of those. Yeah, because he was badass. And those things are like two feet long. The uh-huh. original ones. Yeah, it was like a it was like a Roman short sword. It's a short sword. Yeah, yeah. I'm really upset that the, that the meme wasn't around back then. That like somebody a bunch of dudes to pull out knives, and Jim Bowie wasn't able to say that's not a knife. This is a knife. <laughs> yeah, everybody said, "Oh shit." And then tried to shoot him with their shitty ass guns that never hit anybody. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "You should have got silver bullets, bitches." <laughs> you can have a ten man gunfight at twenty feet and nobody hits anybody. <laughs> but he misses. <laughs> I I read a book about the history, like the anthropology and history of violence, years ago for a college class. It's a fucking awesome book. It's called Violence. You should read it. It's got a big fist punching out the cover. Oh, that's and sweet. One of the chapters is all about historical pistol duels. And, and how, as as the weapons became more reliable, the dueling rules rules became more and more like open to interpretation. Oh, like like <laughs> complex. To, so so like so anybody oh, yeah. at any point can be like, well, you are standing fifteen inches behind the waist height wall that is not in fact made of ivy. It should be made of ivy, but you have made it out of a hedge, uh, and therefore uh, you have broken the rules. And uh, duel is called off. You forfeit. I win. So it was, just, it was all this shit that gave everybody an out who wanted it because the rules were so complicated. Nobody actually wanted to die. Like, we can actually aim now. This isn't fun anymore. Yeah. Like, we can't just both shoot each other at point blank and it, and it hits our seconds behind us. Odd, odd how the rules of dueling or how dueling became significantly less popular as it became more likely to die. Yes. And that kind of relates to us where it's like, as camera technology gets better, all of a sudden, like, pictures of the cryptids just kind of disappear. It's like, yeah. everybody you know, get flying saucer photos in, like, 20 years. No, no. But the thing, the, so, so when I first said the Black Beast, Blake said this one creeps him out, and I agree with him. The picture that is the, that's the cover for the podcast is one of the things that freaked me out when I was a kid, second only to the Deloys 8 picture. You guys I know that, that one? even more. Oh, when, Ryan, you know that one? what Deloy's ape Deloy's ape yeah it's like a dead it's a dead it's obviously a, like a dead spider monkey and they've leaned it up against a crate and they put a like a stick under its neck to put, pr- prop its head up while they took this photo in the in the jungle in south america in like 19 whatever but unfortunately this one did not come up in my research dude uh we'll we'll cover it someday for, but for now i just want to say like there are creepy pictures of the black beast and i'll put some in in the uh the show notes on the website and the one that i chose is probably the creepiest one because it looks like a weird fucking pig dog thing the one with its front paw up like it's gonna shake uh-huh it's like sitting on a dude um but the the current speculation is that okay this there was obviously a thing that was killing people and lions in menageries were not unheard of in France at the time and if of you had not. like an adolescent male lion it would basically look the way that people describe the black beast of Gévaudan it would be you know tannish reddish or brownish it would have like a big ruff of hair like like a mohawk is what they said that people said it had a quote mohawk haircut. Hmm. Well, 
That's so what... not only was it a cryptid and evil, it was also metal as fuck. No, it was just <laughs> it was it was honoring its Navajo <laughs> ancestors. Oh, oh. Okay. So obviously, uh, it was a one sixteenth Cherokee lion. Like you know, <laughs> but. Uh, that, I read like, is it that, that that long ago people could see a lion and not know what it was? Well, it w- if it was a sub-adult lion, like, people probably knew what a main lion looked like just from, like, drawings they had seen. But you see an adolescent lion, it does not, like, it doesn't have the handsome Jonathan Taylor Thomas parted in the middle Simba hair. You know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah. It doesn't That's have my... the Joey Lawrence hair. It doesn't have a mane. It has, like, a proto-mane. And that shit does not look like some French peasants would expect a lion to look. <laughs> well, they've, they've never even, they've probably just heard about it described in Latin. They don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> or they're like, they, they saw it on some noble's coat of arms as he rode by, and those lions do yeah. not look like they lions. They seated embroidered in bullion. <laughs> do you think people back then pretended to understand Latin? Like some sure they did. Yeah, no, I know what, I know what he's, he's speaking saying. Latin, and they're just like, uh-huh. <laughs> like uh, the, yeah. the Pope... Or the, the Pope, the fucking like village priest, is saying the Lord's Prayer. Daddy, what is he saying? Um, he's he's saying, uh, shut the fuck up and go to bed. <laughs> he's saying that the devil will rape you in the face if you're not good. <laughs> Daddy, work. you're so smart. I oh, know. I'm just I, I I'm doing some research on the beasts of Jevodam. Victims were often killed by having their throat their throats torn out. Shit, yeah. So they didn't. So the the beast of Jevodan did not like eat the people. He just he he just ripped their throat out and was like, okay. No, I take that back. Ninety eight of the victims were partly Killed. eaten. Yeah, but okay. the chances are, like in the it would get interrupted in the middle of eating. Like the first reported sighting was it, it came after a woman, but she was like tending her cows, and it got scared off by like the cows going nuts, spooked it, so it didn't actually I- eat her. Gotcha. Because, like, French people don't see lions very often, but lions probably don't see cattle very often. Well, predators are naturally timid anyways. And male lions aren't the hunters. They're like giant right, pussweeds. Yeah. So it's just like, it's not, it's not genetically set up to go eat some French milkmaid. It's waiting for some lady to be like, here's your <laughs> That's fucking... That's more my line. <laughs> I brought you some food. Is it a milkmaid again? <laughs> That's great, baby. Now uh, come back here. And this, Wouldn't that be great? That's all you do is just like have people feed you and then you bang them. Yeah, that's uh, I think basically that's basically being a male lion. Yeah. Thank you for the food. Now come over here. <laughs> Let me put my spiny penis into your vagina until it hurts real bad. And then when you take over the pride, you get to eat all the babies. Yeah, delicious babies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I assume they eat them. I don't or know. Or do they just kill them? I think they just they, kill them. I think they just kill them. That seems wasteful. Hey. it's Unless it's one of those 116th Cherokee lions that uses all parts of the cub. <laughs> even the sinew. <laughs> I have made a nice main tie. <laughs> I made a dude. We were talking about that one time, and he's, he just says, "Yeah, that all the all the buffalo part." He's like, "That's fucking stupid." No one. <laughs> he's like, "That's complete bullshit." 
<laughs> but it's one of my favorite stupid lines about Indians. It's up there with Squanto, friend of the pilgrims. Is like, you think when my it's like you think when my people ran a hundred of those things off a cliff, you think they used every part? That's Fuck no. <laughs> I love I love learning about <laughs> just... buffalo runs in college. Like, no, we just scared a thousand of them off a cliff and then just like got two. <laughs> See, that's where Oregon, it's original Oregon Trail right there. Mm-hmm. Are they really, though? They're like, they they run a bunch of them off a cliff, and then they're like, some some guys out there are like, get the teeth! Get the teeth! <laughs> we need the teeth! We need the teeth! You motherfucker, you left a tail behind! <laughs> we got that one, you got that one guy who's like, he's an ethical hunter. And and he was the one that was that came up with this whole thing about using every part of it. And so the non-ethical native hunters were just like they just gave him all the shit. They're like, fine, you eat the pancreas. We're taking this. <laughs> you guys, you realize that this you 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 are not eating fair trade, environmentally friendly, waste free <laughs> buffalo. You're just not. That's this is a terrible thing that you're doing. So as they leave the killing ground, he's standing there with a single tear. (laughs) (laughs) And he's not, he's not angry. He's ashamed. But you know, like they could never have predicted that someday white people would come and then those white people would want a railroad and then the buffalo would get in the way of the wet railroad and then the white people would just kill all the buffalo. That was probably really fun. (laughs) Killing all the buffalo or running them off a cliff? Or both. Yeah, when you just got done with the Civil War and they give you a badass new rifle and say, here, shoot this big-ass beast. <laughs> and then you can eat it for free. Also, but we're not whiskey. giving you silver. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but mama, ma, but ma, ma, mama said, but mama, ma, <laughs> mama said that uh, silver is what you use to kill big-ass beasts. <laughs> That's how me and mama got money. <laughs> <laughs> we kill werewolves. <laughs> I learned it from my friend Bubba in the Civil War. Yeah. Forrest Gump's the worst movie. It's so bad. I watched it again because I, I loved it so much when I was 13. Me too. But, yeah, it was good back then. But then you're just like, man, I gotta find Bubba. Here's oh, the, the lesson of the movie is do everything that you are told and respect every authority figure you ever come across. And only then meet the president will you I randomly think. luck into success. And it's completely criticism-proof because you just took a simple man who loves America and he's experiencing every important moment of it. And yeah. you can't be mad at that. Of course you can't. It happens. <laughs> what? Shit. Sometimes. <laughs> you can't even get mad at the movie when he's raped. <laughs> and I has a rape baby that. out of it. Well, yeah, come on, Jenny. She she knows what the deal is. Yeah, she, she knows that he can't meaningfully consent. <laughs> But he tells her, I'll I, I know what love is. And she's like, all right, fine. Give me the D. <laughs> Let's do it. Give me, I want all some right. of that. I want some of that gump action. <laughs> the gump hump, they call it. The gump hump. I, I bet, went to a Bubba Gump shrimp restaurant one time. It's terrible. But that was horrible. It's so bad. Is, why does this exist? <laughs> why does it exist? Like, I get why it existed in 1995. Why yeah, does it exist now? Fifteen, it's whatever year still, that was. Why is this here? It's still there, and it's one of those shitty restaurants. Like it, it, it rest, like theme restaurants like that always are garbage. Like that and the Rainforest Cafe and like Planet Hollywood, Planet Hollywood. when that was a thing. And it was, be- it was better than a Planet Hollywood. Even when I was twelve, I knew that that was just some shit food. Yeah. So well, uh, when I, you know, when I think of fine dining, I think of 
fucking Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Let me tell you. Hey, uh, do you want uh, do you want the pork? No, actually, I'm good. I think I'm just going to look at some of the shit that you have on the wall and maybe have a drink and be on my way. Wow, a hat from the golden child. This is some tie-in shit. <laughs> Which hat? Like the weird... You know, the Chinese-looking hat? Oh. Stuff on it, the gold one? I thought you meant like the faux African hat that Eddie Murphy wore. Like, oh, no, the one the kid was wearing. <laughs> okay. You know, so, like the faux... I saw that. I saw that. It, that's literally a thing. That's a real thing that I remember from going to Planet Hollywood as a kid. And wondering, what the hell is this? <laughs> the, the first time I visited San Francisco in 1995, they had recently opened the Bubba Gump Shrimp Factory or whatever on Fisherman's Wharf, Pier 39. And there was permanently installed a Forrest Gump impersonator on a bench out front. Oh, God. Uh, he'd walk up and he'd just be like, let me tell you about my mama said the chocolate. Are you here to eat some shrimp? My name's Forrest Forrest Gump. And it was... <laughs> Oh, it was like magical when I was 11. Like, oh my God, mom, it's Forrest Gump. I talked to Forrest Gump. It's like when you're sitting on Santa's lap. Why are all the adults rolling their eyes and not looking at it? <laughs> I can imagine now that like you'd sit down on that bench to wait for your Uber or something. And the guy would be like, those must be comfortable shoes. And you're just like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. You see these headphones? You know what these mean? Is this a prank show? Am I going to be in a some flash mob bullshit? Okay. What is this? Where's Ashton Kutcher? Where's some he at? Ass talking like Forrest Gump while I'm just minding my business. I just wanted to eat some overpriced, mediocre shrimp. That's all I wanted out of my day. That's a really awful test to do on some kind of actor actor reality show. I like where that's I like, one of the challenges when you lose the you lose the physical challenge, so you have to be Forrest Gump <laughs> all day. <laughs> And some guy just runs out and screams at you, Gump Challenge! <laughs> Not again. No. I hate the Gump Challenge, Vinny. I always lose the Gump Challenge. <laughs> what was it? The other lesson from Forrest Gump was if if you have no legs and you're in a storm and you scream at God, then all of a sudden you just you start catching shrimp. Yeah. That's, that's pretty that's, cool. That's another lesson I remember. Yeah. You stay yeah, you don't evacuate during a hurricane ever. That and hookers taste like cigarettes, which <laughs> obviously I, I found that out to be true later on in life. <laughs> All right, we're pushing half an hour, so I want to bring this wide ranging discussion of the Black Beast of Jebodong to a close wow. by asking, have you guys seen the action packed French badass film Brotherhood of the Wolf? Have I? No, I have not. Dude, I keep seeing I, the trailer for it, and I it, haven't watched okay, it. Okay, it's based on this. I must have missed that one. It's I. <laughs> I have it. I own it on DVD, and it's like uh, the one of the fight choreographers from the Matrix did the fight choreography for it. <laughs> and so it's your logline is it's you know that uh, Savo Lion movie with <laughs> with Chris not with the fucking Batman with Val Kilmer. <laughs> it's like that. It's Ghost of the Darkness meets Matrix. Yes. So with, with, with a badass French dude and his, his Native American sidekick. In, Where did he get a Native American sidekick from? From Native America. Native America. Was he like coming home from the French and Indian Wars with his buddy? I guess. I'm going to show you France. And he fights like, like a Kung Fu master, which is pretty badass. 
But the in this story, the beast is like a gigantic tiger i think it's like it's some kind of humongous big cat that they put like crazy armor like fucking like like if if uh if todd mcfarland designed battle cat on this thing <laughs> it's a lot more spines and hooks and, well, and it was it was a, it was a conspiracy from the church because they didn't like the enlightenment and so they were trying to make people more superstitious by murdering them with a giant armored cat just by releasing exotic animals <laughs> yeah in battle armor. This will work. I promise. We'll be torn asunder by the wrath of God's giraffe. <laughs> the beast is a divine punishment for the king's indulgence of the modern embrace of science over religion. Kill them with battle cats. Okay. Oh, okay, Francois, let me let me get this straight. Your idea, instead of, oh, you know, telling people about the Bible and maybe translating it into French instead of Latin and making it more accessible and saying, hey, Jesus is a cool guy, you know? You know, maybe your idea is to just straight up murder people with, well, Italian? A, with a battle cat. I can't tell yet. <laughs> the battle cat. Oui, oui. Uh, un cat de battle. I don't fucking know. <laughs> so there's that French from high Une school. Chat de violence. I want to see a cardinal in his most wizardy outfit and <laughs> riding a hippopotamus that's armored. <laughs> this one will tear shit up. And he's going to use that, that incense thing like a flail. <laughs> I think we should apologize to Screaming all... Screaming in Latin. <laughs> we, should, we should apologize to all French people. Uh, for the for the caricature caricature that we portrayed here on the show, <laughs> but you really do no. sound like that to us. So, you really yeah. do. I mean, that's how French. All people French are. people sound like Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> they, they legit. Every last yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. so, Except sorry, Christopher Lambert, who sounds like Christopher Lambert. Because yeah, he's not. He doesn't even sound French. He's just like, that's right. <laughs> he, he just sounds like he smokes a lot. I am Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. <laughs> I thought Let's it was Belgian. The... Or is that Des Jean-Claude? Uh, he's, bam, bam. no, he's uh, from Brussels. Yeah, it's Belgium. Yeah, yeah, yeah where's yeah, Lambert yeah. from? Because he's the muscle from Brussels. Lambert's French, I think. Oh, he's yeah. French? Yeah, okay. and he didn't speak any... He does any... have an extremely forced American he, accent. He didn't speak any English, I read, when they when they cast him for Highlander. Well, maybe he's just from, like, Quebec or something. I don't... <laughs> we have computers. Let's look this shit up. Christopher Lambert. That's why he pronounces the, the quickening weird is he's, he's a Quebecer. <laughs> the Kikaning. That's, that's why he doesn't. French know. American who was born in the United States. And he, what? what? Born in Great Net, New York, but his father was a diplomat at the UN. Raised in Geneva, moved to Paris in his teens. Oh, okay. and, and still never learned English. Not until... well. Okay. No. So naturally, that's who you want to play the Japanese God of Thunder. Right. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. who I would pick. He's got that sweet dragon-handled katana, though. Yeah. Folded that over a thousand times. Oh, American-born French actor. Mm -hmm. Wow. Those have to get remade soon, right? Uh, I heard that it's been in development hell for years. That's got to be in the trough somewhere. For, for a while, Vinnie Jones was attached to play the Kurgan, and I'd see that. I'd see the shit out that of that. That would be awesome. <laughs> Fucking bullet tooth Tony. <laughs> That's why your balls are all shrinking. I can't remember. I 
I, I don't know. Is he too old now? Eh. He's a juggernaut, bitch. He can do whatever he wants. He'll never be too old. I'll just cast John Cena. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's my gun. So, the invisible bar. Kurgan. He's got to be supernatural. Look how close his eyes are together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, let's wrap this up. Uh, and I don't know how we're going to outro this because right now we just have a website. So, you can check us out at Podbean. Wait, thehiddenzoo.podbean.com for now until we maybe buy our own domain name. We'll eventually have a Twitter handle. And someday we're going to be on Stitcher and iTunes. But this is our first episode. So, at the point of recording, we aren't. Maybe we will be soon. Cool. Sound good? Sounds, sounds yeah. great. All right. Also, we're not looking at each other. It's all remote, so. Yeah. I mean, it we... seems like there's weird pauses. I have no visual cue. Maybe video would help at some point, but eh. We'll get there. Nobody wants, nobody wants to see what I'm doing. We'll grow into it. All right. I will talk to you guys later. Yeah, when we are doing the next one. Next week. Next week, okay. Not in two minutes after as soon as I played this outro uh, music. I wasn't sure if you meant we do like three at once or if we do them once a week. Nah. Three. You know what I'm – so I'm reading about Christopher Lambert. Did you know <laughs> that it, it says when he, when he was in Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance in 2012, he underwent sword training for three months? That's ridiculous. But he didn't for Highlander. He did, yeah. He just—it's like, well, I better learn how to use a sword now. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm it's done. not the eighties anymore. I'm no, turning off well, If Nancy lets me. <laughs> <laughs> He's perfect to play Ronald Reagan. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm gonna ride us out. Okay.